Hey, study buddies, it's Omar, uh, and I just want to say a quick hello, hi, how's it going? I'm sorry, it's been so long since we've had a session up. Uh, we have been on a spring break of sorts, and by spring break, I mean the exact opposite. We've been crazy busy with work. Uh, just to catch you up, Holland Farkas has been making these mind-blowing videos for Lucre. You have to check them out if you haven't already. They are so good, and she's just cranking them out. And so she is staying up till like 4 a.m. on sets working with just <laughs> like super famous actors uh, and living the dream. And uh, and also really quick, uh, if any of you out there still write letters, please write letters to Hollywood and ask Hollywood to just have Holland Farkas make all the movies, like all the movies that are slated for the future, like indefinitely for perpetuity. If she could just make those, I think we would all be very happy campers. Uh Chris Bermonte has been doing improv behind the camera for Whose Line Is It Anyway? That's right, the TV show. Uh, he does improv so they can like light and get everything ready and test out everything. Uh, so yeah, so that TV show, that's like the best improv on TV. Chris works on that behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, so that's been taking up all of his time. And I have been finishing a short film that's a uh, it's like a rom-com meet-cute that happens at 2 a.m. in a mosque. And so that's almost done. We'll be out in the festival circuit. And then I will be available to do stuff again. But big announcement. Uh, uh, all this catching up isn't really super necessary because we will be back next week. We'll be back next week uh, with the continuing adventures of us watching Buffy and Angel with you guys. Um, but before that, we did want to put something up because today is the 20th anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's right, today's the 20th anniversary, which is so cool that uh, we had to do something special. And uh, so so we got two surprises for you. We got two surprises. One of them, I am so excited uh, to have put together. The best part about this podcast is not hearing the sound of our own voices, because we don't like that. Um, it's being able to interact with people and talk with people uh, who love Buffy, who, who, who love this TV show that we love. Um, and, and to be part of the community and chat with people who have gone through, you know, emotions, uh, uh, and, and life events and have the vocabulary of Buffy to, to talk about this. And then, and then we all take that, um, inspiration and go off and make more stuff in the world, uh, to inspire other people. And so what we did for our first little 20th anniversary surprise is we put together a compilation of all of our guests saying hello. Everyone that's been featured on the podcast, everyone who's been kind enough to hop on here and chat about episodes of Buffy with us. So without further ado, and hopefully we didn't forget anyone, here it is, all the guests. Hello everybody and welcome to the Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. And today we're joined by a very special guest. Oh, hi, I'm Kiri. It's Sterling Gates. Yay. Hi, everybody. Insert clapping The library goes wild. <laughs> Becca Canote. Hey, everybody. Tara Jane. Hi. And today we're joined by our guest, Paul Mason. Hi, I'm Paul, and I am a DIY guy vlogger. I make all sorts of nerdy crafts, and I put them on the internet so that you can, too. It's Greg Snyder. You guys are very lucky tonight, yes. <laughs> wow, yeah. That's Tabs, and I'm Kim. <laughs> Yay! It's Chris O'Brien. Woo! Thank you for wooing. I didn't want to woo myself. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Leah from Nerdy But Flirty. Hi, guys. It's all the way from Australia. It's Dale Kingsmill. Hello, that's me. That's me. Hello, humans. It's Ashley Victoria Robinson. Hi. I'm very, very special. 
<laughs> Today we'll be talking about the episode Halloween from season two with our very special guest, Brittany Sandler. Hi. Yeah. Hi. By Stephen Ray Morris. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Guest Jason Inman. Hey, I was here for part Ooh. one too. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> guest, it's Blair Beveridge, the host of Webisode Watch. How's it going? It's going really well. Thanks for having me. About episode 13 of season two, surprise. And surprise, we have a special guest. <laughs> it's the editor-in-chief of Nerdist, Rachel Hine. Hello. Holland 2. No, that's not my name. My name is Becca Scott. You can find me online at the Becca Scott, and I'm an actor and host. Yeah! And my very special guest, Mira Sella. Hi, that's my name. We have a very special guest from Woman Up Podcast. It's Sarah the Rebel. Hello, everybody. Today we're joined by a very, very special guest, the host of our personal Dead Man's Party, Minzwi Karami. That's me. It's our friend and author, Paul Kruger. Hi, I'm Paul Kruger. I wash my hands. Special guest, Daniel Mills. Hello. Special guest, it's Anthony Birch. Hi. <laughs> Yay. With our special guest, Mina Kim. Hey, guys. It's James Brent Isaacs. Hey guys. Woo. Hello. Today we're joined by a very special guest. It's Neil McNeil. Hello. Very special guest. We've been trying to get her on for the longest time. And now it's happened. We have Dan Hutton. Welcome. Hi guys. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I could finally make it. <laughs> and today we are joined by a very special guest, Darnell Murphy. How's it going? Hey, I'm special. <laughs> yeah. I'm a special guest. You're special and you're a guest and you're a special guest today. Today we have a very special guest for City of We Are, joined by Adam Murray. Hi, hello, very special, wait, City of We Are, what? And today we're joined by two very special guests. We've got Jack Plotnick. Hello everyone And out Tom Lank. And hello as well, from me and Jack. <laughs> Wow, it's like you can't even tell that we've used four completely different <laughs> microphones since the beginning of this podcast. To our guests, thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for being so wonderful. We've had just absolutely incredible conversations, uh, and you've been so honest and vulnerable with your answers, and we, we appreciate it so much. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, the 20th anniversary celebrations are going to keep continuing. We've got one more surprise for you. But before that, of course, we've got some quick announcements to make. Uh, one announcement is WhedonCon is coming up. And like last year, we have a panel. This year, our panel is podcasting for Buffy. That's right. We are assembling the Avengers team of Buffy podcasts out there. And we're all going to be in one place. And we're all going to be chatting about it. So please get registered. Please join us for that. That is going to be the coolest. Another announcement I have is that we're introducing a brand new segment to next week called Homework, where we are going to ask you questions and then feature your answers on the podcast. That's right. We're going to share your work with the class. <laughs> so my question for you today that we will be featuring your answers of next week is who are your personal Scoobies? Who are your Scoobies? Who do you go out and slay vampires with? Who do you spend all your time in the library with? Who do you go to the zoo with and one of you gets the soul of a hyena trapped in your body? Please let us know. Tweet your answers at SSG Podcast. Again, that's at SSG Podcast. Or post them on Facebook. That's Sunnydale Study Group on Facebook. And I think you can contact us on Instagram. There's like a DM feature. I wouldn't rely on that. But just to share it, we are at Sunnydale Study Group on Instagram and we are very active on there. So please tell us who are your Scoobies because we would love to share that with the world. Even if they're names we don't recognize. Even if they're just first names, we will mention them. Or if you record your voice, we will will play that audio so please send those our way and lastly 
the thing I want to say before we get to our surprises, thank you. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. But more importantly, thank you guys for being yourselves. You guys are the coolest. You're so awesome. And every time we get to meet with you and interact with you, we are just astounded by how cool you are. We don't deserve uh, <laughs> you're a, we, we don't deserve to interact with you because you guys are so great. I honestly believe that the study buddies are the best people. And right now, more than ever, we need emotional, vulnerable, honest conversations. We need people to be in touch with their, their feelings. Uh, and, and you guys are, and you guys do that, and it's the best. So please, uh, thank you. Allow us to just give you a little bit of a round of applause, uh, and, and, and thank you. And if there's anything we can do to support you or your projects, please let us know. We mean that from the bottom of our three hearts. One of us is a time lord, so from the bottom of our four hearts. Okay, now, here it is. Here it is, the big announcement of the surprise. And then I'll be done talking, because this is, doing it all by yourself is, is very tough. <laughs> a few years ago, Holland, Chris, and I got together, and we're talking about a Buffy podcast, and we decided to do a test run to see if this is something that people wouldn't hate. So we had a few drinks, and we watched the unaired pilot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then we recorded it. We recorded our first Sunnydale study group session, the unaired pilot of the Sunnydale study group, if you will, and we're going to release that now. We're going to air it. Uh, we decided to say it for the 20th anniversary, and, and now it is for your listening pleasure. So guys, enjoy the rest of your 20th anniversary Buffy weekend. Watch all the Buffy, read all the Buffy, interact with all your favorite Scoobies. And here it is, the unaired pilot of Sunnydale Study Group. We'll see you next week. Enjoy. joining us for uh, this week's Sunnydale study group. All right. <laughs> Here My- at the Sunnydale Library. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Omar Najam. My name is Chris Bermonti. And of course, we've got our producer, Holland Farkas. Howdy. <laughs> that was Holland. Cowboyish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cowgirl. Cowgirl. Uh, we, uh, in this in this episode, this is a very special episode, uh, mm-hmm. because, well, b- by the way, Sunnydale Sunday Group is a podcast where we are going episode by episode, watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, and of course, what we must do is, at f- we must start with the unaired pilot. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, we're, of course, recording this as a test to see mic levels, equipment, mm-hmm. check everything works, see if the dynamics are functioning. Exactly. We might replace someone here. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's not... That's not unheard of. It's not unheard of. Yeah, no, so the unaired pilot was put together. It was never meant to be seen by wide audiences. It That's was right. intended for network execs to be like, oh, this is a thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, It was just to be like, here's what do you think? Uh, we're shooting this in 4-3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something that stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, do you like this? If you like it, um, give us some budget so we can shoot outside of black and white. And maybe <laughs> it'll look like a TV show. Right. And now, so, I mean, so it's, uh, the Unair Pilot's, what, 25 minutes long? I think it's, a, yeah, something like that. All right. So, I mean, much of what you see in the unaired Pilot is preserved in the actual pilot. Uh, the library is much smaller. We get down to the thick of the plot points it, much it's, quicker. Well, it's, a, it's still a two-story library in the show, but like a much more condensed two-story library. There's no spiral staircase. No, no, no. We don't no, get no, that no. great Buffy jump. Oh, yeah, the Buffy flip. 
Isn't there a staircase? Because I know, uh, can we do spoilers? At the end of season one where they kind of like crash through and like when they crash through the ceiling and like. Our producer, Holland Farkas, is totally right. There is a staircase in the library. Uh, it leads well, up no. to like a slightly, I, I would say it's, it's a, it's small a elevation or 1.5 uh, I would say that there are maybe four steps. In, I in the would official venture to Dale. say there are more than four steps, but we'll find. There's that a out. second level, yeah, but there's no spiral staircase. Sure, it's a loft. Mm-hmm. I would say it's more of a one bedroom loft sort of situation. I agree. <laughs> library. I agree. So, I mean, the library downgraded, but at least the second library had a cage that you know, say you needed to house a werewolf at some point. Sure, if you need to put I'm weapons just being theoretical. in. Theoretical. Mm-hmm. Uh, our producer Holland Park is just pulling up a picture of the library. Yeah, that's the layout. Yeah, it's a slight elevation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is four steps. I would say totally. six. So there are some differences in this pi- uh, in this pilot. One, it is Berryman High. This is not Sunnydale High. This is Berryman. High. You know, there's actually a berry selling about lying a berry selling company called the Berryman. That's around Southern California that sells berries. Interesting. Do you think he funded the high school? I wouldn't. I have no evidence to the contrary. <laughs> I have none. Um, and I hope he does. <laughs> uh, so, but speaking of berries, the principal is differently cast. Okay, so Principal Flutie is actually a different actor in this uh, in this pilot, uh, or in this unheard pilot. And he is, uh, Bruce Helen Farkas, what, what's his name again? Stephen Toblowski. I, I love having producer Holland Farkas yeah. in the studio. Yeah, this is so Alan great. Farkas is great. I love Stephen Toblowski's performance as He's principal. He's so Flutie. good. He's as Flutie. incredible. There are some things in this honored pilot that you're like, that was incredible. Yeah, honest. I mean, He's the fun. actor who went on to play uh, Principal Flutie, he was actually in Friends. Uh, I watched him in a few, uh, was he? a few days ago. Uh, but he he was great. No no salt on his shoulders. Yeah, no. But the <laughs> the actor in this unheard pilot is spectacular. He's yeah. I I would have loved to have seen him as the true Flutie, but hey, at least he gets to live on in this version. Mm-hmm. Which you can watch on YouTube. <laughs> you can watch it on YouTube. I originally got the unaired pilot on a bootleg DVD. I remember one day my mom came home with a bootleg DVD of the Buffy unaired pilot as well as a bootleg of Disney's Song of the South, which we won't what get What was into. she doing earlier that day that <laughs> led to that? <laughs> was she like, like hey, I found Song of the South. <laughs> I was like, wow, this was horrible. We found we found uh, a crack into Disney's vault. <laughs> we <laughs> we broke in and took everything we could. Oh my goodness! Uh, but yeah, Flutie is a big difference. Another big difference that I noticed uh, while watching it this time is that uh, they're they're the bulls. Yeah, they're the bulls, not the Razorbacks. The Berryman bulls. Yeah, honestly, if the Berryman be, bulls. I mean, the Berryman berries. I think would have been a better it choice, been good, but yeah. I'm, hey, I'm not in that position. The Berryman Bulls, I think, is a great choice. You know what? I would be the Berryman Bulls. We should get a T-shirt of that. The Berryman Bulls. Yeah, we get, there's a series of T-shirts we're trying to trying to create. There's Hug the World from Hug the, the movie. world from the film. There's Berryman Bulls. Yeah. from the Unnamed Pilot. Um, and that's then, it. That's our series. That's it so far. And then Dingo's Ate My Baby, who are mentioned in this pilot, but you do not see them, as you no. might know. That's right, because we have to actually see the. Um, they go to the bronze, but you don't really see the inside of the bronze. They're just that kind of like outside of it, so they didn't have that cool like bronze layout yet, which is mm. yeah, that's right. We didn't get the, we didn't get into the bronze, but Joss had the foresight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, do not they did not 
have that interior set up. Yeah, it but, was uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. It was also foreshadowing. We see uh, Danny Strong, Emmy and Golden Globe winner Danny Strong as maybe he was Jonathan, maybe he was not. We won't get into who Jonathan is yet, but he didn't He's show present. up for about a year and a half, but mm-hmm. he was he was He's in there. Sunnydale. He was in Sunnydale. Uh, funny story about that on a personal level. I actually helped him at the Apple Store. Oh, yeah? He was working at the Apple Store in Century City. Uh, and uh, actually, later this season, we'll be talking with one of my old supervisors, Greg. Uh, he's going to be one of our guests. Great. But at the time, yeah, he and I were working, and uh, and uh, he came in and asked where the bathroom was. We didn't have one for the public. And so I directed him to the third story. I think it's the Nordstrom's across the alleyway. Uh, and he came back that, and said, it was the fourth. <laughs> it was the fourth? Yeah, I got it, I got it wrong, but he was, he was totally fine with it. Great guy. That's awesome. I imagine he would be. I mean, after you've gone through the uh, the trouble of Sunnydale High, you put on sunglasses. You've, you've put on glass glasses. He has glasses in this episode. That stuck out to me. He did. He did not. He was switched to contacts in later years. Um, and speaking of contacts and glasses, the letters on Giles's famed vampire book smaller. Yeah, yeah. That annoyed you more than annoyed me. Let me say that. I wouldn't call it annoyed, but I wrote it down. You noticed it. I was like, you know what? That is less ominous. What I put down in terms of Giles uh, in our notebooks, this is, of course, a very serious study group, uh, is that this is the first time that Giles polished his glasses in front yes, of us. Yes, first Giles glass polish. Also first appearance of Giles. So. <laughs> all, all big news. But he opens <laughs> He opens on a glasses polish. Uh, our producer, Holland Farkas, was noting that this is he's much creepier in this pilot. What would you base that on? Uh, his tone, Holland Farkas. <laughs> was it his? I mean, was it his tone of voice? The first time you meet him, I think he says so little. Is what I picked up on. I feel like since it's a shorter episode and they go right into it, like Buffy comes into the library and is like, "I'm Buffy," and he was like, "Oh, is this the book you're looking for?" Since you're in the library, and she's like, "No, no, no, it's not." Uh, bye, and then just like bounces, which happens in the pilot, but it seems very rushed. To me. So yeah, because like, oh, this guy is just like Buffy's got more going her. on, yeah. sort of in the episode. This whole episode has the internet episode, especially the way we watched it, definitely has like a Carnival of Souls sort of aesthetic to it, where it's like totally. grainy, it's like black and white. It looks like um, Night of Living Dead, sort of. I don't know that aesthetic, mm-hmm. which I love. It's great, totally. And another thing, a scene that is completely only existing in this version is where they do kind of the can't-hardly-wait slash the faculty introduction of all the different classic 90s I clicks. I love that. That was a good scene. Uh, what Xander was it, and Buffy, yep. great banter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's introducing her to the high school. She's accepting it. She's getting integrated. Mm. And this is something that I think we don't talk about uh, in terms of like how buf- people comment on Buffy is that she jumps into this high school like – head first mm-hmm. and gets it yeah and there's something really like while she is the slayer and while she does a whole bunch she's still like really social she has a lot of really good social skills oh yeah she is probably more than she is in the actual pilot just so comfortably comedic the entire time i would agree yeah there's yeah. no discomfort from buffy she is just quipping immediately i would say the most comfortably comedic character in tv that i can think of Oh yeah, Chandler Bing is like uncomfortably mm-hmm. comedic. Yeah, maybe Fred Flintstone. Fred, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. All right. I'll. I'll. Yeah. I'll give it to you. I don't. I, I, I don't, nece- I don't necessarily believe that. I just <laughs> said it aloud. Let's yabba dabba do move on. Yeah. Let's let's just yabba dabba. I feel do bad that. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all right. Oh, uh, <laughs> first thing I noticed in terms of Jossisms that were crossovers from the film. The film mm-hmm. was the phrase "What's the sitch." Oh, was that in the film? Uh, was that in the Buffy, movie? Yeah, Buffy, Christy Swanson said, what's the sitch? Sarah Michelle Gellar said that. And then, of course, Kim Possible stole it later on and made it her catchphrase. Uh, from the actress from Even Stevens, right? She was the older sister. What's her name? What's her name? Christy Carlson Romano. I met her like a month ago. Um, I was very awkward about it uh, because <laughs> it was Christy Carlson Romano. <laughs> What'd you do? You just laughed in her face. <laughs> no, she was, she was doing like she was about to leave and i was like oh no she's gonna leave so i have to meet her uh so i went up to her and shook her hand but like didn't introduce myself you just walked up to her silently shook her hand and left but actually at the same time i had just met nicholas uh nicholas brendan before whoa the zan man full circle Ah. i had a similar interaction with morgan webb except i never met her i just get freaking out about her who's that morgan webb yeah you ever watch g4 Mm, somewhat Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know who Olivia M- Wiles Munn. <laughs> yeah, I know. St- I know something. Um, yeah. So going through, uh, the clicks was amazing. I thought Buffy's jumping down that, flipping over the stairs. So this is Buffy, like fully already knowing that she's a Slayer. Yeah. Right. In the so. I mean, that's yeah. That's the same as the pilot. How as are well. we connecting the mythology from the movie? Where it's like she finds out about like her like out of nowhere, creepy, creepy watcher guy shows up and is like, "I'm in high school. I shouldn't be here. Uh, I have a restraining order." here's what your powers are. And then she's like, oh, I kind of know. I'm kind of into gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Uh, 80s training montage. She learns about vampires, then goes to Sunnydale, yeah. right? Like, she burns down the school. Or Berryman. Or, Bar- in this case, Berryman, and is fully aware that she's a slayer. Yeah. But she wants to be normal. And that's really the premise of the entire show, mm-hmm. is that it's a girl who has these uh, incredible responsibilities thrust upon her, and all she wants to do is be normal. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you can't run away from who you are. And in this case, it's not like, this. the pilot in either case is not an origin story. Mm-hmm. The pilot is a, uh, it, it's a, it's a just when I <laughs> what thought. What was that? It's a Did just when I. you fall asleep at like a yeah. cabin? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> a, a just when I. Uh, hot chocolate? Yeah, just when I thought I was out, you pulled me back in. That's what. <laughs> right, that's, that's what, what is. The pilot this is. one last job, that was the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Can you imagine if, sorry, this is a total tangent, but can you yeah. imagine if in the movie Interstellar, Cobb finished his job, Cobb played by Leonardo DiCaprio. The Cobb job? The Cobb job. He finishes Cobb Leonardo job. Leonardo DiCaprio was he gets not in that kids. movie. Leonardo DiCaprio's in, does he Interstellar? Yeah. Inception. Okay. I'm so sorry. Let's backtrack. Imagine in the film Inception, if Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Cobb, uh, like finished everything. Is that his name? His, yeah, his name is Cobb. Why would Jeez. I lie about that? Why would I make that up? I mean, I do you have a problem with that? Is that an issue for you? I don't think so. Okay, great. Well, I'll keep moving on with my story. <laughs> and then he has his one last job, and he gets back to his kids, and he's gotten over like all of. Uh, I mean, uh, depending on how you interpret the film. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, someone's like, "Oh no, 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 no! Sorry, we've got one more job." And he'd be like, "You can't! No, I'm I'm over this." Anyhow, that's yeah. as far as I wanted to go with that. Yeah. No, that's that's good. That's true. What's up with the Bulls? Yeah, so the Berryman Bulls. Yeah, I mean, they're doing okay. I feel like outside of Chicago basketball, 
you can't be the Bulls. No. Of course not. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, it's true. <laughs> okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. I was going worried about it. Um, anyhow, <laughs> let's jump into our segments. We segments. Got some segments. Uh, segment section. Uh, producer Holland Farkas, what's our first segment? <laughs> Don't we have it written down? It's written down, but I just I just thought maybe we could change it up. Is it sound check? Should we do it sound check or mic check? I think sound check. Sound check actually makes more sense. Oz is sound check. Our first segment. <laughs> Can't see this. I'm so glad this is on air, Tyler. Our first segment is Oz's sound check. Yes, Oz's sound check. Where we talk about the music in the episode. Yeah. Now, what I was super excited about is that it opens on a rancid song. Now, I grew up as a little punk rocker my whole life. I was the singer of a band called the Mosh Potatoes. I reference it all the time. He does. Um, And Rancid Salvation, boom, Buffy walking in off of the Rancid Let's Go album. Damn, Buffy walks in, big old bubblegum bubble, pop, boom, Rancid, love it. I feel that a lot of 1970s filmmakers might disagree with me on this, but I feel like the jib arm was made for 1990s movies, where yeah. it was just to pull down on the high school and to play <laughs> a, like a punk slash pop punk song. Yeah, as everyone's like throwing a frisbee, uh, this totally looked like the opening to the faculty. Yeah, completely and utterly. Or I guess it would be the opening to the faculty looked like this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm wrong. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it set the precedent. It's, it definitely set a precedent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was great. That was a great appearance. There are a lot of really good music in this um, unearned pilot. Yeah. Actually, that's why it's an unearned pilot, because they couldn't. They didn't have the release forms for the music. Really? I don't, not release forms. It was like the music was like extras in the background. Uh, but yeah, they didn't <laughs> buy the rights. That's, yeah, that's too bad. I mean, it's funny, too, because it's like Rancid is such... So Nerf Herder, who does the theme of Buffy much later, mm-hmm. Nerf Herder is probably... While I listened to them as well growing up, we're kind of a less epic band than Rancid, but Rancid is nowhere to be found in the actual Buffy series. No, I don't think there's any Rancid music in Buffy. No, no, there's not, sadly. Yeah, but, well, hey, it's in the Unaired Pilot. Don't feel too bad. Nope, YouTube, YouTube.com. Mm-hmm. Check it out. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, and that was the only music that I really kind of latched onto in this episode. Yeah, that was the only note I took. Uh, great. There's other songs. And what's our next segment? Uh, our next segment is... According to producer Holland Farkas, what's my line? <laughs> what's my line? Where we talk about our favorite line from the episode. I think we agree on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our favorite line comes from uh, Principal Flutie yep. 1.0. Uh, gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> where he's just talking to Buffy, and his first line is like, Bambi? And she doesn't respond. And he just runs through a list of names and then gets to, at the end, uh, Betty? Wilma? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And it's just... It's, it's great. And he just sells it. It's amazing, because, like, it's... what I, Buffy combines this, like, giant mythology uh, along with this Goosebumps sort of level of just the world doesn't care about you. Yeah, the world is too too wrapped up in its own business to like really consider what you're going through, mm-hmm. and that's a great where he can't even remember her name, and she's gonna save the world. Right. Yeah, and it's weird. Off of that line, it's like 
in this version, they're a lot more concerned with her being happy as the new student. Yeah. As opposed to her being the delinquent who burned down the Henry Hyde gym. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry that there was a dead body on your first day. Can I see it? Like, I don't think they bring up the fire. She talks about how she's kicked out for being, like, a be- for bad behavior. But I don't specifically hear the fire mentioned. Right. In the actual show, yeah. in the aired show, that comes up way more. Right. But even still, Flutie is begging for her approval. Mm-hmm. Even though he can't remember her name. So sad. She's had a good list of principles, I would say. While they might be a little hard on her, I would say they're all pretty good guys. I know, until we get to Snyder, and then... (sighs) It's fine. He's just Quark, trapped in a human's body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to Snyder. Spoiler alert. (laughs) If you're wondering if this is going to be a very geeky podcast, I think that just answered your question. You looked it up. And finally, for our last segment... It's Weeping Willow. That's right, where we normally check uh, the demonology and uh, magic, that's magic with a K at the end, Mm -hmm. uh, of the episode against real-life sources. Uh, Whereas in this one, there's nothing really for us to talk about except for the character of Willow, which needs to be talked about. Yes. Now, if you have listened to this podcast so far, probably the burning desire that you have is, what's up with that other Willow? Yeah. And we're going to save it for this segment. So, a big, <laughs> big difference in this one. The biggest difference. You watch this thing, Giles, the same. Mm-hmm. Buffy, Xander, Cordy. Hey, even Harmony's hanging She's out. She's there. Mm-hmm. Harmony, chilling. Uh, but something's a little bit different. Willow is played by an actress called Riff Regan. I don't know he's an actress called. Like, it's like a chemical. An actress by the name of... An actress who was named by her parents. <laughs> first named Riff. They said, you know what, child? You will be called Riff. And it works. <laughs> We're talking about it. <laughs> so Riff Regan, no relation to Ronald Reagan. <laughs> no, <'Cause> it's, <laughs> because it's a different name. <laughs> You're completely correct in saying that. <laughs> no relation. But double R's nonetheless. Um... She played Willow in this version. She's different than Allison Hannigan. She's not as charismatic. She doesn't gel as well with the rest of the cast. I don't know. I think that she just... I don't, I don't think Willow has any presence in the script. Yeah. Willow I, was kind of hidden in this Yeah, because like Willow's a huge, amazing character. I know that Joss said that he knew from the pilot that one of these characters would would um, was queer and, and wasn't fully aware Spoiler. of it, whether it was... Uh, that's, that's a good point. Whether it was Harmony Kendall, played by Mercedes McNabb. Or Cordelia. And those are the only two options you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, and it was interesting that he was sort of like investing in Willow, like looking into the character. But it, I just feel like it didn't quite make it to the script. And I'm, I'm very curious as to why. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe if Willow was featured more heavily in this, then we would have Riff Regan on Howard Met Do you Your think Mother. So? I don't. On how much your mother? I don't know. I mean, because personally, I vote Allison Hannigan over Riff Regan, and that's just based on is performance that because of exposure? Quality. No, I think that Allison Hannigan just has this very specific energy and personality, and that Riff Regan maybe was kind of backed into the corner and was kind of had her hands tied behind her back. But I think that Willow. It, it felt cause this the unaired pilot Xander feels more like Pike 
Xander in the actual version feels like Xander. In yeah. this, he feels like Pike. It feels He's like Xander. He's a pretty chill guy. Xander Although a, there's a few mm. hints of him being a little manipulative. Yeah. Like, he totally doesn't care about Willow being in a dangerous situation. No. No. Outside the bronze, him and Buffy are talking. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, Willow's doing her own thing. Back to us. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm. He is a lot more confident, almost, in this version. And so, you know, <sighs> hey, Riff Regan, if you're out there, hit us up. Riff Regan is out there. Yeah. I don't know why we're talking like she Riff, isn't. Riff Regan, what is it, SGG Podcast? At, e at, yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, yo, hit us up on Twitter, SSG Podcast. We want to have you on this thing. We want to know about your experience. Is that fair to say? It's fair to say, but Look, it sounds I want, weird. I mean, I want Riff, I want to hear Riff Regan's side of the story. Actually, I would love to hear um, anyone who's worked on Buffy and like what their experiences were on set uh, and just kind of like how it was to be something that's like such a huge phenomenon, right? Like, yeah, for, huge. For it's, I feel like it's different for a movie because a movie is such like an artifact, whereas a TV show becomes like a world that people live in and mm-hmm. go back and listen to podcasts and relive. Right. Uh, and what it what it was like to sort of be at the head of that and to be so influential over a character that so many people identify with. Yeah, absolutely. No, and uh, hey, Riff. Riff. What is this? What's going on right now? Riff in peace, you know? <laughs> Just let me riff in peace. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to riff on that for a second. <laughs> yeah, she will be calling. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would say in terms of overall thoughts, I love this pilot. It's really watchable. If I saw this as a student film, um, or really, honestly, just a pilot. Uh, on like a screener or something like that, I would lose my mind. Yeah, like this looks so awesome. They're fighting in like a theater. Uh, Buffy is doing flips. The stunts look great. Oh, the yeah. chemistry is and like weird. The mm. music is like so like Halloweeny. Yep, and SMG is on her A game. Yeah, I mean she always is in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but in this particular episode, she is just hilarious. She's just there. Yeah, it's there, and it's a character that I really feel like we haven't seen before, and she's mm. kind of inventing with Joss. Yeah, totally. Because you know, I mean, she originally auditioned for Cordelia. That's right. And I am very happy that she got Buffy because she's so great. Mm-hmm. She's so great. Patron saint of of human life. That's a. <laughs> oh, always was this on Annie's shirt. What she's a patron saying. It was like Our Lady Protector or something like that. Producer Helen Fargus is doing some research as we speak, as we mutter, as we chatter. Um, yeah, so hey, Berryman High, Berryman Bulls, rest in peace. Riff Reagan, rest in peace. <laughs> no, no, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Reagan, I mean, that's not this I podcast. Love your, our, our, I love your idea that our, our people are related. Like yeah. Ranger Rick <laughs> isn't related to Ronald Reagan. Yeah, it's like, like, our Lady, Lady of, of protection. protection, Buffy Ann Summers. She saved the world a lot. Um, yeah, it's like George, you know, Riff Regan Martin. <laughs> you know, J. Riff Regan Tolkien. <laughs> just... Anytime I see double R's now, I'm thinking Riff Regan. And you know what? That's huge. That's huge. That's you know what? And that's something it's like, what I wanted to do with the movie episode and with this episode is I like the idea of calling attention to 
what feels like it is forgotten. Yeah. Like, uh, the idea that, like, there's something that was done that influenced such a huge body of work mm. that you don't see. It's, it's sort of like, um, this is a weird sort of tangent to go on, but, like, I have a copy of uh, Sylvia Platt's Ariel with her handwritten notes and her going on and, like, crossing out words and, like, changing poems. And there's something really cool about watching this pilot and being able to see, like, mm-hmm. what they experimented with and what they played with. And it looks like... Um, an amazing, quirky, witty, like, Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. yeah. And it's so cool to watch. It is, definitely. And, you know, last thing I will say, Darla. Amazing. Still there. Yeah. Huge. She brings it. Darla's great. She kicks the door down. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Darla. Thank you so much for listening to our episode mm-hmm. uh, and meeting with us and studying with us uh, about the unaired pilot. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Any... <laughs> we, uh, we uh, this is hope this maybe will never you'll maybe you'll never hear this uh, just like the unaired pilot, but mm-hmm. there's a chance that maybe you will that some pirate out there on the interwebs will steal it and put mm-hmm. it out there. Yeah. If you do hear this, oh, a vampire! Vampirates. Look at you, Holland Farkas, producer. Producer of the SSG podcast. A vampirate. A vampirate. Uh, if you do hear this and you'd like to check out more stuff about the Sunnydale Study Group, and if you'd like to join us here at the Sunnydale Study Group, go ahead and mm-hmm. check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Sunnydale Study Group. Yep. Or on Twitter at SSG Podcast. Uh, yes. Or at uh, Omar Najam's personal address, which is just kidding. All right, <laughs> great. Uh, I'm Omar Najam. You can check me out on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash geeks. Yeah, I'm Chris Bermonti. You can come see me perform in Hollywood at the iOS and Robot Teammate in the Accidental Party. Uh, you can also check out our producer, Holland Farkas, at... At Holland Farkas on Twitter or um, Tumblr or just, just Google it. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. She's a vampire. She's listening to you. (laughs) Quick, look behind you. There's Helen Farkas. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we are next. We are our personal homework, although this won't be your homework because this is just a test run, uh, is going to be watching the first episode of Buffy, Mm -hmm. which means, guys, uh, we are starting it. We are starting watching Buffy again. Mm -hmm. In my personal life, the most important TV show and probably the most important story Oh yeah, no question. Greatest tale ever told. And we're we're jumping into it. So yep. if you would like to join us, pack your books, pack your bags. We'll see you next week.
Sunnydale Study Group is a weekly Buffy podcast produced by Holland Farkas, Chris Ferrante, and Omar Najam. Our music is by Jimmy Scavoni. You can find more info on Sunnydale Study Group at SSG Podcast on Twitter, Sunnydale Study Group on Facebook, and Sunnydale Study Group on Instagram. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, and feel free to leave a rating and a comment. Thank you so much.